0: Hello, everyone, welcome to another episode of Reputation Matters. I'm your host, Chelsea Craig. And today, I am very honored to have on a guest and a longtime partner, Jay Miller, the CEO and founder of Kyber Digital. Jay, welcome to the show.
1: I'm stoked to be here. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. I love doing stuff like this, so yeah, glad to be here. Yeah.
0: Well, Jay, I mean, I listen to you. I know you're kind of like a clubhouse guru with everything you talk from social media or from kind of your strategies for your agency there and everything you you share. So I'm honored again to have you on today and and tell us a little bit. But, before we kind of hop into all of that, um, tell us more a little bit about your company, the industries you guys work with and and what you guys are experts in.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we focus primarily on, uh, contractors and construction firms. So residential, commercial, and industrial, anything that's in, in the world of contracting in the world of construction or home improvement or commercial, uh, building improvements, like that's typically our target audience. And, um, you know i mean I, that's that's kind of it in a nutshell <laughs> we do, we do all kinds of business development campaigns so it's not just like weekend we we focus a lot on a lot of business uh, branding awareness um we've even dabbled into lifestyle and uh out of house marketing with a couple of clients when the campaign called for it so yeah i mean it's just a, it, we're very flexible but everything's around developmental strategies for those guys and you know we put them through uh a unique method that we develop that helps grow their companies. And it's very strategically done based on where they're at, their budget and their goals. And uh, that's kind of how we get started. But yeah, we focus mostly on the construction firms.
0: I love it. And obviously, I mean, I'm, at Rhino Reviews, we're a very niche industry and I'm always appreciative and really admire anyone else that also, you know, really becomes an expert in that niche. Um, so and you guys are, are by far the go-to for that. Obviously being in the construction space, so any type of home improvement, HVAC, uh, any painting, roofing, decking, anything like that, there's a lot of opportunities for things to go wrong, customers to be upset, and uh, online reviews to be written. So I'd love, you know, I know you have a lot of experience uh, handling, managing, and more just reading some insane reviews out there. So I'd love to, you know, get your experiences. What have you done with your clients? What have you seen from a reputation management standpoint?
1: Well, I mean, for, for those listening, like we use final reviews for several clients. And, uh, it's, it's some of the craziest stuff. Like I just had a conversation with one of our, uh, tree service guys. They put, they, they, they're in a very like rundown area for this one job. And the, the one lady left a review on his Google bit my business. And it she said he broke the sidewalk with his, uh, tree crane. Well, when you look at the sidewalk on the entire block, there's cracks and, and pieces of concrete missing from the entire block. So. It's kind of hard to believe that his crane was like this big and when when they showed the damage it was like a hairline fracture in the concrete and he's like Versus this was chunks he...
0: missing. Yeah, he was like he
1: was, de- he was like this has definitely been here since before I got here but she's accusing me that I I did this and now leaving bad reviews and now getting her husband to leave bad reviews and it's like it's like what do you do and I said I said to him I was like how much is it going to cost to fix that piece of concrete? And like 300 bucks and I'm like how much did you make on the job? And he's like about 4,000, I'm like, just fix the piece of concrete, which I don't want to encourage people to always give in to customers like that. But there was another piece of it where it's like his wife worked with this lady and it's like a small niche community. Like when you're in a local area like that, it just makes sense to just fix it. And then you ask them, hey, can you revise the review? If and when we see the ability to, to fix the damaged reputation, we try to encourage that they do it. Like if they get like a two-star review, and the customer has gone out of their way to leave a two-star review where it's not just bashing. It's like, Hey, I, I wanted this to be a good experience and I didn't have one. They just didn't show up on time. Like they didn't do this, they didn't do that. So many of these guys just don't respond. And even when they do, they go, Oh, I'm sorry. You had a bad experience. Please just call us. If you, if, you know, in, in need that you never need something else, or how can we make this right? I tell them to go a little bit further. I said, listen, like, they took the time out of their day to leave you a review that says that they were unsatisfied. That's an emotionally driven action. So when they, when they take the time out of their day to do that and to say, I had a bad experience, don't ignore it. You, know, you, are, you have just been given a gift from that customer, which is the opportunity to fix it. And even if it's a, hey, we'll come out and do a free inspection. What what time and day work for you? Like we'll come out and we'll we'll take a look at what was done or what wasn't done. Uh, how can we make this right? Like I would call them if you have the number in your CRM and say hey, I saw your review. I would really love to know. Fill me in. Like why? What, what are the details? Like what happened? Give me an idea. Um, sometimes it's 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 like someone that like they leave a review and it had nothing to do with you, and that's a different story. But if it was something where it's like you were involved. Whether or not it was some kind of weird mishap. It all just comes down to like what's the best way to handle it. Uh, diffusing the situation and and using tactical empathy in your negotiation with that person is probably the best way to go. So I mean that that's kind of like what, what we suggest. But th- depending on the type of review that comes in, there's a bunch of different ways to handle it. But if there's a bad review where they, they've basically done something like this where they've given you the opportunity to fix something, like one, one other quick example would be let's say that they you know, they, they leave a review and say, hey, like the job was done really well, but they showed up late. The guy was smoking the cigarettes on the property and they actually left cigarette butts here. And I just wasn't thrilled about that. Like his, his, his mechanics didn't clean up after themselves as well as they should have. So the roof looks great or whatever. The, the plumbing looks great. But yeah, the customer service was a little so-so. And they give you a three star. And it's not like a one where they're just bashing you. But they, if they give you like a middle of the road review, like, like I said, they're giving you a, an opportunity. Giving you an opportunity to fix it, and, and it's just up to you about how you want to go about and and approach them to continue to build on the relationship of contractor to homeowner, or in any case, small business to homeowner, yeah. and 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 you're now being given that opportunity to kind of fix it. So that that's kind of like one or two examples of like some of the weird stuff we've seen and how we approached it.
0: I mean, that was so phenomenal. I mean, you, I have a page of notes of things I want to pick apart from that, but I mean, obviously one thing that really stands out is, as you've mentioned, it's an opportunity. So many business owners are so fearful of negative reviews and they don't, it, it makes sense because these businesses are their babies. So they take these reviews very to heart, but I love that. I mean, I love how you're kind of putting that positive spin on it, pushing it. Hey, yes, this is a negative review. There are, you know, negative implications that come with it, bad things that can happen, but it's an opportunity as long as it's handled and managed in the right way. Now, I have to to wonder though, I mean, you do an incredible job and in, in the clients that we've worked with you on and obviously our clients overall in helping coach those business owners, trying to get them to see it that way. But a lot of those business owners, specifically in the industries that you're dealing with, are tough guys. You know, They can have harsh personalities. How do you approach those conversations when maybe they're not as open to that Feeling of it being an opportunity as, as you're trying to push that,
1: I, I try to tell them, Look, like you're in a world, the customer's always right, even when they're wrong, they're always right. So, how do you go about like fighting it? Because you can't fight fire with fire here. You, this is where tactical empathy comes into place. If anyone listening doesn't know who Chris Voss is, he's no, an, it's an F, a retired FBI negotiator that got into marketing and sales and uh tactical emotional empathy in the sales and business world and, and in regular life situations but what he teaches is how to leverage their emotions and how to leverage what they're actually trying to tell you mm-hmm. in order to get out of them the actual deep underlying problem that they have because a lot of the times the initial complaint is a superficial complaint it you know? is yeah so let's take an example from chris boss right his uh he's got an fbi uh situation where they have a hostage being being held in um i think it was in palestine long story short he this the negotiation went back and forth for weeks and a guy was going to kill this person and um it was an american and then eventually chris says to the guy he's like you know you he figured it out he's like you're not mad at this american you're not mad or you don't want five million dollars for hostage and you're not pissed about what's happening right now like, you're upset about the reparations um, and and the things that have not been done from 500 years of being suppressed by the government. And you're you're mad about the situation of of why you're here in the first place. And he kind of labeled it after he figured out what he thought was the guy's problem. And the guy eventually says, that's right. And there was a big silence. And then from that point moving forward for the next two weeks, the threats and the ask for the money stopped completely. But he got the guy to say, that's right. So if that doesn't tell you human psychology, this will, after the hostage was released, that guy went and he called Chris weeks after. Actually, I think it was one of Chris's mentors, mentees. but um, he calls this guy and says, and the guy's like, I can't believe it. This, this, this hostage, uh, like this kidnapper is on the phone right now. and called me after they had released the hostage weeks later. And he says, did you get a promotion yet? And Kai goes, no, but it's funny you say that because I think I did a good job. He's like, well, you did. I was going to kill that person and uh, I didn't. And he's like, I, I would be, what he's saying is I would be willing to talk to you again. Right? He, he was given uh, understanding. Like that's all the customers want. Is they just want to be understood. They don't want you to overcome their objections. That's what a, sale, a bad salesperson does. That's what a car salesman does. You don't overcome objections. You understand the objections. And uh, when you have this bad review that, where it's not just someone bashing you and it's not someone just hammering away, you're now given the opportunity to understand where they're at and truly understand it. And what you end up doing is, especially in a small community, like if you're only in a 30 mile radius, and you're not going farther out, people talk. And you want to make sure that they 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 will never ever remember the specifics. They might not remember what what like let's say it's a plumber that does an install. They might not remember what unit you put in. They might not remember what you did. They might not remember what the price was a year from now or how much they spent. They might not remember who even installed it. They might not even remember what you look like. What they will remember is how you made them feel. Yeah. And they'll remember that years after that initial interaction and the reason why is because of the neurochemistry in your brain and the way that you interpret relationships so when you feel good or you feel bad that's what sticks that now you identify and label that as an emotion attached to this piece of information so when you start to figure that out that this is neuroscience this is the way that people are programmed like literally by dna you need to work with that you need to, can't just overcome the objections. You got to really understand them and understand why they're telling you this in the first place, which is why I said when they give you an objection or a bad review, where it's not just like a one star or a bash or like they're pissed and livid and just saying everything they can to bring you down. Because um, you've had people do that where they leave a review in like nine different places trying I to like control you.
0: Yes. But,
1: you know, um, th- th- when they leave a, a bad review somewhere, they give you bad feedback and it's true feedback they're telling you i really wanted you to do better didn't and now you can you have that opportunity to attempt to fix the relationship because the lifetime value of a customer can really go a long way outside of who they can refer outside of uh the work on the other properties themselves it can go a long way to fix a relationship like that because people love to bitch and complain you know, that, that that's where I mean with the using tactical empathy is a really, really good resource. And we try to train all of our contractors to a, a, approach homeowners with that mindset.
0: I mean, I know we have we have one client that was sharing specific that I can tell you, you know, they're con- they're in the contracting industry. Things go wrong. Things mess up. But I, I know. Our strategy with them when we work with you is every time, and it doesn't happen very often, so I should say the few times that they've gotten a one-star review, we send an email to the owner, and I'm constantly impressed because it's typically within 24 to 48 hours, I get an update from Google saying, hey, this review has been updated, and the amount of times it's updated, and that customer says, this went wrong, but the owner just called me personally and apologized, and it's, it's what you said. He can't go in and fix whatever that issue was, but... I know, I mean, just from reading the updated reviews, he's calling, he's responding, he's taking ownership. And he is, he's empathizing. He's saying, I'm sorry that happened. I heard you. I understand why you feel that way. And what can I do? And typically when you do that, I mean, you talked about fighting fire with fire. Customers are so caught off and they're so like, that's a shock factor because they're not yeah. used to that. They're not used to companies truly just owning something, apologizing, empathizing, being a human. Um, And it's, it's incredibly effective. The other piece of it that I really loved that you mentioned is a lot of the times when we're working with clients, we get asked, they want a general answer for how to solve these problems. They want to know, how do I respond to a one-star review, period? And I loved what you kind of talked about at the beginning when it came to the sidewalk story, where that's... you while yes there's you know advice and there's suggestions that we can provide to help guide your responses you do need to look at each situation kind of as an isolated incident based off of what platform it's on the effect in the community that's going to have you know like really weigh out is this battle worth it or not um so i love i love that you you kind of address that and, and show the differences there
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: no it's very true so so have you seen? And we're obviously talking about kind of the good things and the good ways that people uh, and your clients you've been able to go in and help them. But have you seen? And they don't necessarily need to be your own clients. It can more also just be horror stories that in the industry you've you've heard of. Um, but have you? Can you tell me about a time, or does any any time stick out where you've seen someone like completely drop the ball when it comes to this opportunity that they've been given for, I to mean, help?
1: Like literally every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: and it's not that they
1: get like bad reviews, but sometimes. They'll get feedback, or sometimes they'll get a comment on their Facebook page, and they just don't answer it. And I'm like, if you're gonna be on social media, whether it's Google My Business, Yelp, Facebook, your Instagram, and someone takes the time to, to comment, like you don't have to respond to every single comment. That would be impossible. You're gonna hire a VA to just do that. And some mm-hmm. people do that, but when it's a bad review and they have a problem with you and, and or your company, then like I said, like, homeowners love to rant. And, and and complain about America, stuff. America, we like to people, complain. People by nature love to complain, so yes. they're gonna eventually like say, "Oh, that company's awful," and and, and like they'll over exaggerate. That's what people do. So when you every single week, I see like a like one of my guys somewhere in the United States will will have a weird review pop up, and they almost always ignore it until I yell at them for it. I'm like, look, this I'm looking at this in our in our system. Like, you gotta address this. Like, don't ignore this. And the guys that don't and actually do call or reach out, they are the ones that tend to fix the problem, get the better review, and ironically, they get referred by that person. That's interesting. That so that's
0: they do the better in business. That's, that's who would have thought the two yeah. are correlated.
1: <laughs> yeah, because now they're getting down to their their they're getting down to where the amygdala is where they're, they're getting into like the 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 gut feeling the emotional reasoning behind why this person's upset, like people are people, and uh it, it's it, people buy through emotional logic, not rational logic. everyone should know that by now if they're listening yeah. to this like so the, the the whole idea is like if emotion's such a big major driving factor behind these people you know interacting with the company, whether it's good or bad, like take advantage of it and leverage it because they're, they're giving you an opportunity, so it's just you know. You gotta take advantage of it. And for the homeowners that get a call from like a a main project manager or a business owner, if you don't have someone working like your desk that you can have call, Um, and it does make a lot more sense to have the CEO or the the owner call if you have the bandwidth to do it, because it says just that much more how much your company cares. But the higher up the person of a call they get, the more like wow factor they have at the end of the day. So if you're, if you have the time of day to call these people for 10 minutes and try to fix it and say, Hey, look, like, I'm sorry that uh, my guys left nails on the property after they did that roof install. Like they should have been better at cleanup. Like how about I send the crew out? We, we do a free inspection. I, uh, we, we even like look around the yard, see if there's anything could have possibly missed and maybe we give them free maintenance for six months whatever it may take to, to fix it. And you don't publicize and promote that because then people take advantage of it. Yeah. But every individual isolated incident, like do something that's going to make the homeowner say, this guy really does care. And then that shows them through action that you actually care. And it will go a long way.
0: Especially when you talk about the referral industry. Yes, we all like to complain, but we also like to talk about exceptional experiences and exceptional swings both ways, exceptionally bad or exceptionally good. And the the change in emotions, if you're able to take a one-star review customer and get them back on your side, not only are they now a customer for life, because you've totally wowed them. And as you said, you've created that kind of emotional experience, but the amount of people that they're going to go tell, wow, this happened, it was awful, but X, Y, and Z, because it's a story. And we like to complain because complaining also allows us to tell stories, make them want to share that positive story. Um, Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I mean, obviously, you're, you're dealt with um, uh, clear expertise in the area, dealt with this with multiple, multiple clients. A um, lot of great advice today, a um, lot of great tactics and everything that you've kind of talked about. What if you were to give um, someone in that space, someone in the construction space that's really struggling, if there was like one piece of action or just kind of most important item they should focus on that they could start with today, what would you suggest?
1: In relation to, to reviews? To their
0: online. Yeah, to their reviews
1: automated you know, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. the, the companies that put automation in place and the companies that, that have the systems in place to continuously update their CRMs and then push out review requests. Um, you know, that's what, something that, that's beautiful about what you guys do. Like you guys help not necessarily block, but, you know, gate the negative reviews from going to Google and instead having it go to a feedback page, having the reviews on the site through your widgets, like being able to display your customer reviews and testimonies and um, just automating that entire process. Yeah, making sure that like every time a new client gets, a, gets a, a job done, they, you have some sort of system that's not only tagging that person as done as a job done, it's also automating a review request via email or SMS to make sure that they're, they're you know, being encouraged to leave a review because there is an art to asking. And you, you got to be able to just feel okay asking for it. And you can tell them this helps us grow. Like this is such a big, critical portion of what Google looks at to help us stay on page. Do you mind? Would you, would you care to leave this? If they really want to go above and beyond, they can actually get video reviews. You can't really push that with Google too much, but you can put it on your, your Google My Business in a post, or they can now see a video of a homeowner saying, hey, this company came out. They're great video reviews from the homeowners. Uh, get them on the spot. And get them before you leave uh some of my guys even offer like you know we're in the, the philly area right so you know, the wawa is a big thing here it's a big cult thing so sometimes i'll be like hey we'll give you a ten dollar gift card if you like to review right now just something small just to just to incentivize it but automate the process uh for sure you want to have those review requests going out automatically whether it's the day after the job or it's it's embedded into the system in the crm like having it be a continuous flow so that your reviews on these platforms are just constantly growing. That's the best way to grow. And it also helps with your SEO.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I I couldn't agree more. It's the, yes, we've talked a lot about, you know, how do you handle negative reviews, responding at the bare minimum monitoring, but also understanding you've got to take a proactive approach because otherwise you're just kind of slowly bleeding out. Um, So I absolutely love that. Jay, so if someone wanted to contact you, learn more, or at least follow you on social media, and if you're not and you're in that kind of construction space, I highly recommend it. Jay and his team at Kyber Digital are constantly pushing out incredible tips, incredible information, both on LinkedIn and Facebook, but where and how should someone kind of contact you, follow you, all of the above?
1: Personally, if they want to get in touch with me and they have questions about strategy, sales, you know, marketing as a whole, they, they can always book time on the calendar and if, if you can find that right on kyberdigital.com. Like there's there's a, a a form right there and then that you, they can reach out to me right on the homepage. They get, if you, you know, we're pushing a lot of blogs, they're marketing related um, they on that site. And then we also have like the LinkedIn and, you know, my personal, my personal LinkedIn is probably the best way to, to see some of the stuff that we push. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the site and LinkedIn is a good place to start, you know. I will admit we got to work on our Instagram. We don't, we, I, I have like, I've got an account with 20,000 followers that, that has zero posts that I don't know what to do with because I'm just not a social media, like, I, I hate the personal branding part of it, right? So I just don't, I don't push it that hard um, on my personal stuff. But um, I know that's something I have to work on. So it's, you know, everyone's got their, their stuff they need to do with strengths and weaknesses. As far as like my personal branding, I don't really. I don't do too much of it. I leave a lot of the knowledge I have in my head to Clubhouse, to to interviews, to stuff like this, podcasts. And so uh, I repost a lot of that on LinkedIn. I repost a lot of it. Um, we cover a lot of these topics on the blog. So yeah, go, go to, wow. to kiverdigital.com and if anyone wants to reach out, please feel free. I'm an open resource.
0: And we'll have um, all of those links in the show notes, but Jay did just uh, kind of glaze over that real quick. So he's very unique. One of my, you know, very valued strategic partners, but also incredibly active, as he mentioned, on Clubhouse. So, if you are on that app, um, I definitely recommend finding him on there, following, and, and joining in some of the rooms and the conversations. But Jay, thank you, thank you so much again for your time today, your insight, and, and all of the advice you shared.
1: No, i great to be here. I love talking shop with you. Yeah, I love working with your company. So that, you know, I'm a, this is a pleasure of mine.
0: <laughs> well, the feeling is mutual. Thank you also, everyone, for listening to Reputation Matters. Um, make sure to subscribe. Give us a, our own five-star rating if you if you feel so. Um, and we look forward to our next episode next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Rhino Reviews. Rhino Reviews can help your business with all your review generation and reputation management needs. If your business could stand to benefit from a strong online presence, and let's be honest, who can't? Visit us on the web rhino-reviews.com to learn more about what we can do to help. Until next time, don't forget 9 out of 10 buyers Google a business and decide to buy because their reputation matters. Thank you.